welcome to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where you get to hear the pastors talking about the upcoming preaching text. Oh boy, I am here with Pastor Kevin and Pastor Eric, and I'm Pastor Megan, and it's good to be together. Um, hope you're doing well, friends, wherever you're listening to us. Uh, would you let us know where you listen to us? Would you drop us a line? Send me an email or something. Catch me after church. Let me know. I mostly am just curious. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I just want to. Do we come with you yeah. on your walk? Do we come with you yes. on your commute? Are you clean in the kitchen while we're talking at you? All just, of the above. Wanna, all the above, maybe. I just want to <laughs> no, know. So that's true. yeah, yeah. Happy Happy to be with you wherever you are. Uh, we are continuing our series together for good. We are talking about all of these sort of formative faith stories in the Old Testament that remind us that we are meant to be in community, that we are built for relationship uh, with God, certainly, but also with each other. Um, and that right now, it means we are doing this like, whew, we are doing this quick skip through the stories of Genesis. Um, perhaps, perhaps we should give people a little bit of background on, on who we're talking about today. Who's the main character today, gentlemen? Well, it's interesting because you're also listening to a podcast where you can learn about the expertise around timber rattlers. So, <laughs> oh, wow. This is another example of what <laughs> were we talking about just before we hit record. You know, I think <laughs> folks need to know more about timber rattlers. They're a rare Minnesota snake. And kind of like that, there's a, a rare snake in the Bible that we're talking about today. His name is Jacob. So, Oh, oh did you see so, I thought we were talking about Israel. So, oh, 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 another excellent point. <laughs> oh, ah, name boy. change situation. Oh, Here I we go like again. It. The name changes. That's good. Oh, boy. That is something that is really kind of tricky about Genesis is the name yeah. changes. Because mm-hmm. if you skip around yeah. a little bit, you're like, wait a minute. What's this person again? Yeah. It's kind of odd. It is kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You're about to hear a rename here. You know, it's interesting, again, to look at Genesis in the big picture, right? There's a the, the first part of the book is all about creation stories. And yes, there are two. And so um, there's, there's that important piece to hold on to. But then like there's a, there's a change after the creation stories that leads us into how God builds relationships. And that key word that we want you to take away is covenant, that God builds covenant relationships with people. And that's the thread through the whole worship series for the fall is that we want you to see that the stories from the Bible give us a way to live our lives. And the most important thing we can build together are relationships with one another. So that becomes kind of a lens for which we are, as your pastors, looking at all of these scriptures. How are relationships being made between God and others? And then so then the whole rest of the book of Genesis is a whole bunch of family tree stories, which I'm glad are not normal because my family tree is not normal. But your other two pastors <laughs> have very normal <laughs> family yeah. trees and I, so I, I, may i interrupt that. you mr kevin uh i think the only thing normal <laughs> about people's families is just how messed up they are well, right. I mean, let us be honest families yep. are families are messy it's true. Um, i think it's a sorry no, didn't mean to interrupt but i think it's a good point that people think that the bible being god's word is um you know all these perfect people and perfect mm-hmm. families and that, you know, it's good deeds and I don't know, you know, fill in the blank. But the truth is from be- the very beginning, all through the Bible, it's, it's people just like people, you. People, peopling real hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and these are, you know, you, if you're not that into the Bible and not that familiar, you're, you're going to be surprised at all these stories. It's messy. That's the whole point. Yeah. If, you're, if you and your family's life is messy, 
then you exactly fit the families that we're reading about <laughs> in the Bible. You are biblical. Good yes, you. you're biblical. Isn't that funny? How did we get to a place where we would think that, right. you know, we look at messy stories in the Bible, but all of a sudden think that to be a part of a church community, we have to have our act together. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that kind of came. It's so unfortunate. Yeah. Well, and just hear it from us friends too that you don't have to self-select to not be a part of church it's so easy to disqualify yourself because you say well i don't know enough about this or i don't have enough things but i can just tell you that we had this amazing first gathering of our table talks and of course uh, that's a education learning opportunity that we have once a month and there are so many things that are coming up pastor megan's teaching class pastor eric's teaching class there's so many good things you need to check that stuff out on the and website register yeah, yes register so we can make sure <laughs> we got a cheer today. Yeah. at easter.org yeah um but the the thing was was that at this at, at our wonderful table talks there were there were a number of folks who this was their very first ever learning experience you have, can, can i just underline that like you, you can't can, see me raising my hands in praise <laughs> friends but i absolutely am i am grateful she, she, she <laughs> is for the first time yes. yes i mean literally though that's pretty cool mm-hmm. i mean kudos to them to this is their very first time and other people too like this was their very first thing did anything did anything bad happen that they were that oh, they were there for they, the first time did the the did roof the bur- cave in right, i was gonna say did, they, did things burst into flame when they entered the there building, were there what? was a sighting of timber rattlers <laughs> um and so we have to just wait a week now and that's why we can't meet till next gotta month let clear out. we gotta <laughs> give them a month <laughs> okay i'm sorry i really disagree i'm what just gonna sit I'm back hearing, what i'm hearing <clears throat> yes please friends, is that you do not have to be perfect you do not mm-hmm. have to achieve perfection before you are a part of god's story that's what i'm hearing and i oh pastor megan i don't believe you oh well then do i have an interesting story for you mm-hmm. how about we hear the story of jacob before Pastor Eric reads it for us, I just need you to get like 13 seconds of who this guy is and why you care, right? Um, so we heard about Abraham and Sarah last week. We heard about this you know, quarter century wait for a child that God promised. Finally, the child is born. Isaac is this promised son. Oh my gosh, we all laugh with joy because God's promises come true. Um, Isaac grows up. Isaac gets married. Isaac has kids. He has two boys, Jacob and Esau. Esau is the firstborn, uh, so he should be the recipient of uh, this this promise. Um, I mean, if you want to take it into contemporary terms, it's you know he's the he's the sole inheritor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except that as as Isaac is dying, he's you know can't see very well, doesn't know what's going on, and so their mom helps. Jacob disguise himself to appear like Esau so that Isaac can bestow his apparently one-time irrevocable blessing on Jacob. And now Jacob is a recipient of the promise, uh, gets the whole inheritance, gets the promise from God. It cannot be taken back even after Esau realizes what's happened and that he's been cut out of the will. Um, and he understandably gets super ticked. Um, and so Jacob takes his stuff and runs in hope of saving not only his inheritance, but his life. Um, and, and eventually um, Esau starts to catch up with him. And that is what brings us here. Nice summary. Well, there you go. I mean, well you want done. to talk about messed up families. Jacob yes. literally stole his inheritance. Yep. Like he, and he, his mom his helped mom him. Helped him. Trick the dad. Yes, <laughs> his mom was in on it. She's like, "Oh, what if you put some uh, animal fur on your hand? You'll be hairy like your brother is. Then your dad won't be able to tell the difference." Literally, focus. I'm not because Jacob that. was her favorite. We're not supposed to have favorites. Favorite children. 
I'm dying over here. I, I'm just gonna enjoy the rest of this. This is. I just love how real it is. It's you it's know, super, it's super take super the money messy. and run. Yeah, and then, and he does, and he does, and guess what? Now he's he's kind of between an actual rock and a hard place. He is at a at a river crossing, and he's got kids, and he's got animals, and it's gonna take him too long to get across, and so he's now he's vulnerable. He's exposed. Esau's bearing down on him, and guess what? Now the thief, the trickster, uh, this shady dude. Uh, now oh, might surprise, say a snake. A little might bit of a snake. Uh, he starts to get kind of apologetic when he's fearing for his life a little bit. Oh, how very interesting. And with that, let us hear from Genesis uh, chapter 32. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord who saved me, return to your country and to your kindred, and I will do you good. I am not worthy of the least of all the steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant, for with only my staff I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, please, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I am afraid of him. He may come and kill us all, the mothers with the children, yet you have said, I will surely do you good and make your offspring as the sand of the sea which cannot be counted because of their number. The same might... Uh, the yep. same... We're skipping ahead to verse 22. Yep. Jumping ahead. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and if my Bible page would cooperate, oh, I can no. continue. <laughs> two maids and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and likewise everything he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. Here ends the reading. Ooh, man. Ooh, drama. I was just kind of toned, like dialed into the reading. So I was like, just keep going. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those really evocative (laughs) images, I think. Like this guy in the desperation, in the dark of night, on his own, fearing for his life. He sent everyone ahead of himself so he can be like a literal human shield. Um, which is this remarkable amount, like willingness to self-sacrifice from a guy who's literally never shown that every any time in his life. and then there's this midnight wrestling yeah. with the what? With the what? With a man? With an angel? With God? With what? Right. What's happening? Right. Mm-hmm. How just like powerful. It's yeah. like another thing. Oh, great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now what? Now what? Now, now my life is, 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 is at risk. The life of everything that I know and love and cherish is at risk. And now I'm going to what? Wrestle with, is this an angel or something? And now also, now I also need a hip replacement. Like yeah. this is a, <laughs> some real bummer. Is that covered under insurance? <laughs> 
It's, I, and uh, so we've got a lot of naming going on, right? So this is where yeah. Jacob yeah. gets a new name, Israel. Um, just literally, just in, in directly like the, the one who strives with God. Um, a pro tip is that almost any word that ends in E-L in Hebrew is basically a reference to God. L is one way to refer to God. So um, like Bethel, right? That's house of God. Um, Israel here is one who strives with God. So it's a very literal renaming from whatever this is, angel, yeah. person, thing, Right, we should creature. say something about that, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. We don't really know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, Let's pro tip, we don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> but it says a man, and then Jacob refers to this man as God, obviously. Yeah, he having, says, I've seen God face yeah. to face, right? Yeah. And a lot of times it's uh, referred to as an angel mm-hmm. or maybe an angel of the Lord. Right. But even though the text doesn't actually yeah. say that, right? I mean, if you think back to the Abraham story last week, there were these messengers, right? These visitors that right. came to Abraham and Sarah. And we were like, well, what, what are they? Are they... Right. Are they God? Are they the Trinity? Are they angels? And there's I don't a know. and because that's an actual debate that uh, people have. We don't really know, yeah. you know. Yeah, and if you if you want us to give you what we think, I suppose we can do that. Um, but I just want to point out too. Uh, two weeks ago, when Pastor Eric uh, talked about the creation story and talked about how Ha Adam becomes mm-hmm. you know, Ish, you know, the the dirt creature becomes man. That word Ish is literally exactly the same word for man as 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 shows up here right in verse 24 jacob's left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak literally just ish so the text itself doesn't really like let on at the outset that this is an angel or anything holy or divine um until we start getting on in the text and there's like this whole it's like Jacob has caught on to something that even we don't understand. Jacob's exactly. like, I'm not letting like you that. go of yeah. you until I get a blessing. And we right. go, oh, why would this man give you a blessing? What's right. going on? And then at the end, you can say, I've seen God face to face. Jacob saw God. Yeah. What's going on? And um, I think that's right how back. we refer to it, too, is that Jacob wrestled with God. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's that's what Jacob thinks has happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Because um, he, he calls the place Peniel, which is... Uh, Penim is, is face, and so this is literally just um, face of God is what he's naming it. So because he says, I've seen God face to face. Well, you know, if you're wrestling someone who ultimately breaks your hip, yeah, you're pretty face to face with them, I'm <laughs> guessing. Um, so Jacob thinks yeah. he's seen God mm-hmm. in this exchange. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, I mean, I don't know, for as much as we can believe Jacob, which is maybe not as far <laughs> as we can throw him from what we know, um, that's, that's how he <laughs> understands what has gone on here. Yeah, and he did get... The blessing that he sought. Yeah, yeah. Which I, and I love, since we're also talking about faith, I mm. love the fact that he literally is clinging to this this uh, being uh, that he believes is God and will not let go until God blesses him. Yeah. I love that. That to me is a great description of faith. And, you know, wrestling in the night, like yeah. you're mentioning, oh, yeah. you know, it's like the uh, dark night of the soul or whatever, mm. wrestling with God and just clinging, will not let go. God has made a promise to him, and he's going to hold God to it. That's awesome. Holding God to the promise, right? I think this is a really fascinating redirection of that arrow. Um, Jacob reminding God that God has promised to be faithful. So it's not like God is standing over Jacob with his hands on his hips like, now remember, buddy, like mm-hmm. I, you said you would fall. It's Jacob saying, God, now remember, mm-hmm. I know I've messed up. I know that I have stolen. I know that I've done this wrong. 
I know that I probably deserve to die at my brother's hand, but remember what you told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said you yeah. would be faithful. Mm-hmm. And what does God do? Um, God remains faithful. Yeah. To even a jerk Good like news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's hope for me. Right? But I think that's the, I think that's the cognitive leap here, right? Yeah. Like if God can say, I'm going to make this promise to Jacob. Ooh, Jacob turned out to be a tiny bit shady. Oh, you know, I'm going to keep that promise, though. Mm-hmm. Gonna, let's, let's see where yeah. this goes. Mm-hmm. Like, if God can do that with Jacob, um, friends, what if what if God can do that to you, too? Yep. Mm-hmm. What if the promises that God mm-hmm. has made to you, let's say in your baptism, uh, are as true now as they were then? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if there's nothing you can do that will make God mm-hmm. go, ah, I know I promised to be yep. with you, but, mm-hmm. you know, they've been a real jerk lately. And uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe I, I'm going to take yep. the promise back. That is not how God runs. Right. And what if this, God is the alpha and the omega. So he already knew who you were when he made the promise to you. This is not a surprise to God. He created you and he knew what what was going to happen. What if God is aware that humanity is not capable of perfection? Oh, funny. It's almost like we have an entire scriptural witness that reminds us over and over that God has great practice with looking at those whom God has chosen and going, oh, come on, people, um, and choosing them anyway. Yeah, over and over <clears throat> exactly. Over. That's good news. I absolutely. I'm. I'm still struck too because in struck on the hip or just in general. Mm. Oh, that was a good. Hey. We should have a rim shot noise. (laughs) Oh, wait a second. Why do we not have sound effects? (laughs) That's a great idea. We've got me laughing, and that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need to. Well, maybe that will save those for another. And it, now that we've totally distracted you, for Advent, Kevin. No, yeah. just, just talking about the place names. Mm. You know, like here we have this name called Peniel. But I think, and I'd like to hear kind of what you would have to say about what that name means because names always mean something in the Old Testament. There's always, there's a reason for the name. Mm-hmm. It, it points us to something in the yeah. story of import that we don't want to, to miss, whether yeah. it's Jacob's name or yeah. Esau's name or um, the name of the place, uh, the thing. But... I, I'm just really curious because it says I've seen God face to face, and I wonder, can you then take a take a line then to say, you know, the way that God had been face to face with God's people in the past, you know, just wasn't enough. It wasn't satisfying enough for God, and so God chooses another way, and that's what we see in Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. there's something about that, but there's something about that name that I mm. think was important, right? Well, right. It's this It's this seeing God face to face, right? It's literally mm-hmm. what Peniel means. It's literally just face of God, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it is interesting that, that we rec- recognize that Jacob says, this place that I saw the face of God um, in the middle of the night, in the middle of struggle, mm-hmm. facing his imminent death, like he, here at his worst, most terrifying moment, that's where Jacob sees God, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's where God shows up in mm-hmm. Jacob's life. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want, you know, if we might carry that forward, um, I just want to propose to you that if you are, if you are in struggle, if you are in suffering, if you are in that dark night of the soul, if you are in a place of, of fear and pain, um, I'm not going to bright side you on that. I'm not going to Pollyanna you. I'm not going to tell you that every cloud is a silver lining. I am going to say that God is as present in that time as in the times that are good and happy and celebratory and safe and fun. Um, so do not do not forget that Jacob, this just tricky dude, um, that's where he sees God. 
That's mm-hmm. and and it and it doesn't disqualify him from seeing God. The fact that he's this tricky dude, right? Like mm-hmm. he's still also. So if your problem is not that you're in this dark night, that you're in this time of suffering. If your problem is I am not worthy, I am a mess up. I, re- I know what I've done regret. wrong. Right? I I have disqualified myself from mm-hmm. God's grace by my actions in the past. Uh, Jacob would argue, no, no, you have not. <laughs> that God, God's face can yeah. still be seen. You can still know God's presence. Uh, and that is because God has never left. Yep. And God wants you to know this story. That's mm-hmm. why it's in his word and why we're mm-hmm. we're bringing it to you today. Right, right. God wants you to know. Yeah. If we're talking about together for good, right? Yeah. We're talking about community. We're talking about that we need each other, that we're here for each other. But there's also an element of together for good that is between you and God. You, mm-hmm. you and God are together for good, right? Mm. A, for good, like, so that good things may happen. But B, in that whole, like, well, this is for good. It's right? for like, good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's no backing out of this one. <laughs> Sorry. Promises have been oh. made and you got a deal. Thanks and, be to God. Right? And maybe it's going to leave you limping. Um, but there will be yeah. uh, a way forward. And just as there is a way forward here for Jacob, like, um, spoiler alert, uh, Jacob and Esau run into each other and Jacob is incredibly penitent and, and begs for his life and Esau embraces him and, and wants only to be back in relationship together and the, and the breach is repaired. Um, there's, there's a possibility for reconciliation, friends. There always is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, wherever you are, I hope that you are, are watching for God's face. I hope that you're paying attention that you are trusting those promises that God has always made and will always make to you. Um, that's where this sermon ends, friends. Thanks for joining us uh, on the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. May the road rise up to meet you